The Twins beat the White Sox in the series opener in Chicago. That's a fun win for the Twins. Lots to talk about on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to Lockdown Minnesota Twins Podcast. Today is Monday, July 4th. Happy 4th of July. I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Again, this is Nash Walker. This is my third season hosting a five day a week podcast on the Minnesota Twins. My fourth season writing about the Twins at twinsdaily.com. And these episodes just hit better after beating the Chicago White Sox. The Twins are 4-0 against the White Sox this year, and they win the opener in Chicago. This was an interesting ball game. It was another close game. You notice how many close games the Twins play? It feels like every single night is a close game. I can't remember the last time the Twins were truly blown out in a game. And every single game, it feels like all year long they've been in. You know, they, they, they've been competitive in almost their entire schedule. And what that does is when you're able to stay competitive throughout a game, you're going to get chances like they did against Baltimore this weekend when they won two out of three. That They had no business winning that series. They won two out of three because they kept themselves in the first two games and they were able to get Byron Buxton's heroics. They were able to get a rally going in game two. Alex Kirloff, Jorge Polanco, they have a very talented lineup. So if you can keep the lineup in the game, they're going to win these games. You know, they're not going to win all of them, but you're going to win enough if you stay in these ball games. And the Twins, there was an opportunity tonight where this ball game could have gotten away. And the Twins, you know, the White Sox tied it up at two. It was first and second, nobody out. And a, a Pollock crushed that ball to center field all the way out. Buxton makes a great catch, turns around, they turn a triple play. I think this play is emblematic of what has happened in the American League Central this year. The White Sox, you can see it when you watch this team. Clearly a talented team, not a 38 and 40 team from a talent point of view, right? That that is not a below 500 team through 78 games yet. They are why not because they're not talented enough because they don't run the base as well. They don't play good defense. They're not disciplined. Their manager makes mistakes and that can hold you back. That, That can be the difference. The White Sox are a talented team. That's kind of broken apart. And I think They're more dangerous than the Guardians who got swept today. The Twins have now a a three-and-a-half game lead on Cleveland. They got swept by the Tigers in a doubleheader. I think the White Sox are more dangerous to the Twins because if they can figure it out, if they can learn to run the bases better, if they can play better defense, I think overall they're going to be a better team than the Twins. But the difference tonight and the difference for much of the season is the Twins have made those plays You know, 90 95% of the time. The Twins don't run into triple plays like the White Sox did tonight. The Twins find ways to win late in games. They pitch well. They, they've they been a cleaner team this year than the White Sox, and that's why they have a five-and-a-half game lead on the preseason overwhelming division favorite in the American League Central. I didn't see it as crazy. You know, I picked the White Sox to win this division. I pick, continue to will pick the White Sox to win this division, you know, into May, into June. Over the last couple of weeks, I've felt differently because I watch the White Sox almost every single day. I basically watch the Sox every day because, again, I see them as the clear threat 
in the American League Central. I've started to watch the Guardians a little bit more recently, but you know the Guardians are forty and thirty eight. They're they're about what I thought they would be. Essentially, I thought they were an eighty two, you know, seventy eight to eighty two win team, and they're right around five hundred right now. That's what they've done, and, and they've come back on the Twins and beaten them, and they've they're up in the season series. They played well against the Twins, especially late in games. The Twins have handed some of them away. But the Sox, to me, are still the biggest threat in the Central because if you can figure out a way to just make the plays like they did last year, you know, the talent matched up. I also think the Central, they had no competition last year. The pressure has been turned up on them this year, and you're seeing them kind of combust. Now, this is a game that went into the 10th inning. They were tied up. This game was super tight. The White Sox had a chance to win this game when it was 2-2 two to two on that fly ball. You know, you, who knows what happens next. The Twins probably have to go to their bullpen. Jax is out of the game. Maybe they go to Duran there. The whole game has changed if that triple play doesn't happen. It's the first triple play. What is it? 8-5 triple play in MLB history. And the Twins needed that so badly. And that's an example of taking advantage of the White Sox mishaps this year. And the Twins have had more opportunities to gain games on the White Sox. They should be 9 or 10 games ahead of the White Sox right now, given the injuries and the ineffectiveness for Chicago. The Twins have had a lot of injuries too. But tonight in that inning, that play kind of quantified the entire season for me up to this point. The Twins have taken advantage of the White Sox struggles and they did again tonight. They get into the 10th inning and like I said, give yourself a chance to win. And Tony La Russa went to Liam Hendricks in the 8th. He went to Kendall Grayman in the ninth. He had to use Joe Kelly in the 10th. And the Twins bullpen and Tyler Duffy and Emilio Pagan Shut them down, got the Twins to the 10th inning, gave them a chance to win, gave the lineup a chance to take that game, and they took it. And Luis Arise comes up. Who else do you want in that spot? Rocco Baldelli said it tonight. Who, who else do you want in that spot? Base it up the middle. Just great. The Twins took control. And Alex Kirloff had a two-run knock. This offense is so talented. And if you give them a chance in these games, more times than not, they're going to take that chance, and they're going to score those runs. And Byron Buxton is such a difference maker for them. He hits the two-run homer to give him a 2-1 lead. Sox tied up right before that triple play. So you have Buxton, and then you give your offense a chance later in the game, and they take control, and they find a way. And the Twins pitching staff has done what they did tonight for a lot of the year, and not the bullpen as of late. But when you look at the first two months for the Twins in April and May, when they, they've turned it around from the 4-8 and eight start, yes, it was the, the offense had picked it up, but – it was the staff giving them a chance to win every single night. And a lot of those nights, they were taking those chances. And that's just how they've played all year. At a certain point, you get 70, 80. The Twins are now over halfway in their season. You just are what your record says you are. You are how you've won these games. And how the Twins have won a lot of these games is exactly how they did tonight. They pitched well. They gave their offense a chance to win. And their offense took that chance to win because it is a very talented group. Let's talk about Dylan Bundy, who was very good tonight. Johnny Cueto. Twins scuffled some chances early. And then later on, we're going to look ahead to the rest of the series. But first, from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the Puffs treatment. That's right. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Delicious, coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com to order your box of Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Puffs right now. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Dylan Bundy tonight, really solid. On the road 
against a talented White Sox lineup. Jose Abreu gets some. Jose Abreu's been on an absolute heater lately. He's on fire, and he always kills the Twins. Hits a home run. Bunny was great for five innings. This is so funny to me to see Dylan Bundy. I wouldn't say he's had a good year, but what Dylan Bundy has been is exactly who the Twins thought they were getting in Jay Happ and Matt Shoemaker last year. So the plan was you have Maeda, Barrios, Pineda, your top three, and then you have Happ and Shoemaker who are going to give you chances to win, you know, six out of 10 games. And that's kind of like Dylan Bundy this year. Happ and Shoemaker exploded. This year, the plan is you got Ryan Gray over, Ober's hurt, and then you have Archer and Bundy, and Archer and Bundy are going to give you a chance to win up six out of 10 days, hopefully. Bundy's kind of held up his end of the bargain. If Jay Happ and Matt Shoemaker up until July, we're now into July, like we're toward the All-Star break, did what Dylan Bundy's done early on and extended that into April and you know into May, I think the Twins would have been in a different spot last year. Bundy has done basically what I expected of him, which is like a mid-fours ERA, Five and fly. You don't trust them a third time through the lineup. But you'd be shocked how many teams fail to find pitchers who can give them just five good innings. It's very hard to find. And the Twins signed Dylan Bundy. I'm not here to say Dylan Bundy's been amazing. I don't think he's been amazing. He's also had some you know, blow-ups. The AL East trip was bad against the Yankees and the Blue Jays. He's had some bad starts. But six out of ten times, it feels like this year, he's given the Twins a reasonable chance to win. And in some of those, he's been great. You know, you maybe have one extra, a 7 out of 10, where he's outstanding. So Dylan Bundy did everything that was asked of him tonight. I was fine pulling him with Tim Anderson coming up a third time. You have to respect the top of this order as much as possible with Anderson, Robert, Abreu. It's a scary top of the order. And I was fine taking him out of this game and going to Griffin Jacks. I think tonight also was a good example of why the Twins are probably hesitant to go to Jacks for multiple innings. He's great in the first inning, comes out the second inning, and he's not so great. Things change. You know, you're firing your bullets in the first inning as a reliever. You're taught, throw smoke for an inning. Then you're, oh, I'm going to come up for a second, and maybe the stuff's down. Maybe the location, the focus is down. I think that's why they haven't gone to Jacks as much for two innings. And you have to tip your cap to Jacks. I know the Twins turned a triple play behind him, but to Duffy and Pagan. And Duffy was so awful at the beginning of this year and even just like a month ago. And Pagan has been so, so bad enough where I said, like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Twins got rid of him. And yes, he issues the walk. Of course, it's going to be stressful. It's Emilio Pagan. And then he gets out of it, gets the ground ball, and that's it. And he pitches a scoreless inning and, and keeps the Twins in that game. So hats off to Bundy. Hats off to Tyler Duffy. Pagan, Jax, I know, gave up a run. But hats off to Jax. And hats off to Andoran, who got into some trouble in the 10th, but got out of it, won the game. Twins won comfortably 6-3, to three, even though Anderson was the tying run at the plate. He can beat you for a three-run homer. Dron made some good pitches, didn't throw a single pitch in the zone, and he knows Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson's going to try to chase in that spot, and Duran executed his pitches. Overall, this is a really clean, good game from the Twins. I thought early they could have exploded it on Johnny Cueto in the first inning with the bases loaded. Jorge Polanco with a, just a terrible swing and grounds into a double play. Then they ground into another double play and inning later. The offense didn't capitalize on opportunities against Johnny Cueto. But when you have Byron Buxton, who's able to just change an entire game with one swing, it gives you that luxury. And if you pitch well, like Bundy did, and it was a one nothing game, and then you give Buxton that chance, he hits the two-run homer, they kept him in the game, and they won the game. I don't want it to be that tight. If you let teams off the hook, you let Johnny Cueto off the hook, you let X pitcher off the hook over and over and over, you're going to lose a lot of those games. And I, you know, they didn't get to Cueto. I thought Cueto was very good tonight. It was only the two run homer 
that he surrendered in six innings of work. Interesting that Larusa then went to Matt Foster, who's been like a middle innings guy for him for them this year. He's been okay, and then he went Hendricks in the eighth, Grayman in the ninth as the home team, trying to give his offense the opportunity. And I think understanding that the Twins bullpen is not very good, so he said, "I'm going to go to my dogs right now to get these outs, and I trust my offense will give me that run." They didn't, and the Twins won the battle of the bullpens tonight, which is <laughs> shocking. Because the White Sox invested so much money into this bullpen in Joe Kelly, in Graveman, in Hendricks, so much money. Aaron Bummer, they extended, who's on the injured list, a lot invested in this bullpen. And the Twins won the battle of bullpens on this night. They got some big hits. Let's look forward to the rest of this series, why this win is so important for the Twins, I think, and why this day was so great for them. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online is where the game starts. So the rest of this series, Michael Kopech, Chris Archer in game two. Kopech dominated the Twins at Target Field. The Twins still won that game. They swept the White Sox at Target Field. They're now 4-0 against the Sox this year. And that's basically like 5-0 because if the teams are tied at the end of the year, the tiebreaker is head-to-head. So... They're basically, you know, five games on the White Sox in the head-to-head category. And as long as you can continue to pile these wins, they're going to play the White Sox 14 or 15 more times. They're going to play them 15 more times this year. But if you can win, you know, five, six, seven of the first eight or nine matchups, it's going to put you in a great spot to win that head-to-head matchup. And you basically just have to tread water in the second half in your head-to-head against them, and you get that extra game. What it also provides now is you, you found a way to win that game, which is great, in game one. And at minimum, you will leave Chicago up three and a half games on them in the Central. You're up three and a half games on the Guardians right now because they got swept today. So it was a very good day for the Twins. They get a game on the Sox. They get a game and a half on Cleveland. Minimum, you're leaving Chicago up three and a half on them. And, and the Chicago's going to come to Target Field next week right before the All-Star break. But that's a big win in game one because I was concerned that the Sox would sweep this series, cut it down to one and a half, and then next week they would overtake the Twins because four and a half games seems like a lot. It's not, especially when you have seven games against that club in the matter of a week or nine days or 10 days. You can easily make those games up very quickly. So that was my concern here is the Sox just swept San Francisco. Twins offense is scuffling, and the Sox are going to come out and punch him in the mouth with Dylan Bundy going in game one. They won that game. You still have work to do. You'd love to win this series. If you can take two out of three here, that would be great. You get out five and a half up on Chicago, and then next week you hope they can't overtake you in that four-game series, and you're guaranteed to be up on them going into the All-Star break. But even then, like, I'm still taking the Sox seriously because they're only two games below 500 and because they're so talented. But I should look at it more from the lens of this is a chance for the Twins to bury the White Sox in the next seven games. They're going to play them twice more in this series with Kopech and Archer, you never know what happens. Kopex's velocity has been down. He hasn't been as good recently. And then you have Joe Ryan going in the finale against Lance Lynn. Lynn came off the injured list. His stuff has been down. Pitched well in San Francisco. But it's Joe Ryan going against a, a righty-heavy lineup. So you feel pretty decent about that matchup. What if the Twins were able to at least take two out of three, but maybe even sweep the Sox and get out of this series 
up seven and a half games on them in the Central. Then you host them next week. You take three out of four there. Maybe I'm getting greedy, but I'm just thinking I should be looking at it more from that perspective because I do believe the Twins may not be as talented. I think it's close when they're at full strength, like with Buxton and Correa. I think Kirilov is uber-talented. The pitching staff is not as talented as the White Sox with Cease and Giolito and, and Lynn and Kopech. Pitching staff is, is probably on a different level. I don't think the Twins are mu- like that much less talented, but I think the Twins as a team, as a unit, are a better team this year than the White Sox, and I think they've shown that. You are your record at this point. The Twins are beyond halfway. I think they've shown that. So you can use these next seven games, now six games. They won the first one and start to think about burying the White Sox. The White Sox buried the Twins a year ago right now, and that was 14 and a half games. The season was legitimately over. And even if you are seven and a half games up on the Sox going into the All-Star break, they can absolutely still come back like Cleveland did in 2019 on you. So it's not over. But if you go into the break, and I, I don't talk about the Guardians as much, you've noticed, because I just don't see them as big of a threat to Chicago. I just don't. I think the Guardians have hit better with runners on base. I think that will regress. I think you're starting to see it right now. They should have lost those games to the Twins. The Twins gave them away. The Guardians won those games. But I just see the White Sox as a bigger threat to the Twins. I think the Twins are definitely a better team than the Guardians. And I think they are a better team than the White Sox. But if the Sox pull it together, you could see them you know, come into their own. So this is the time right now. And now the script has been flipped for me from, you know, I'm a little concerned going into this series that the Sox are going to close this gap to let's use this chance. Let's take this chance. Let's take two out of three or sweep. You now you just have to split the next two. And if you split the next two, you take the series in Chicago and on the season, you will be five and one against the White Sox and you get four games at home against them next week. Take this opportunity, try to bury them right now. And I think my, my mindset has changed on it. And uh, I'm excited to talk to you tomorrow after the Twins-White Sox game. If they win tomorrow, it's a guaranteed series winner, and they'll go for a sweep with Joe Ryan on Wednesday. Baseball is a slippery game. It can it can quickly turn. It's slippery. We'll see what happens. I'm excited. Join us for a postcast tomorrow on Lockdown Sports Minnesota, me and Brandon Warren. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. And I'll make your second listen, Lockdown MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks again for listening. Like, subscribe, comment. Go Twins.